Hello and welcome to another episode of The Philosophy Guy. And hello to old friends and new friends. Uh, I hope you all are having a an awesome day in this, this strange existence. So today we are going to discuss some existentialism. Existentialism. Don't know why I pronounced it wrong. But I'm going to present it in a way so that you can use the understanding for a possible more meditative approach to like a uh, meditative approach to self-reflection in that it promotes that idea of self-reflection, which this podcast tries to accomplish, right? Um, but then as always, uh, check out the Patreon page and link below for the bonus episode. Uh, and yeah, and other links below in announcements will be after the show. So, Satra on living in bad faith and the power of living in good faith. So I want to do to do this because... I think existentialism often gets a bad reputation. Now, I will say with the the younger generation and even the millennial generation, uh, it has a much better reputation, but it still has a lot of negative connotations around it in society, I think, as this this idea of meaninglessness and you, you know you feel the void. But really, I think it can lead to important understandings for knowing why you do the things you do. You know, understanding our choices in life, why we make them, is important for finding a more constant state of happiness. Because at the end of the day, nothing can truly bring you happiness but yourself. So let's try to find a more peaceful state of being by analyzing the concept of living in bad faith. So living in bad faith, the idea put forth by the philosopher Jean-Paul Sartre, helps us reflect upon the beliefs we hold true, the the truths we use throughout our daily lives without ever being aware of them. Understanding the concept of acting in bad faith is an essential tool for becoming aware of our own lives. So now Satra is 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 a, he's a popular existential philosopher, but you need not accept all the arguments of school philosophy to find value in their ideas. That's another, to bring up the point of the podcast, that's another point. It's, it's I try to pick and choose ideas that I find helpful, at least for me, and I'm and it's I present them hoping you find them helpful or interesting and impactful. So various ideas and philosophy can still help examine your life, determining what you want out of life, a sense of purpose, and, and how you view the world. And maybe most importantly, understanding why you hold those beliefs of the world. So part of the reason I find this concept of living in bad faith so applicable to today is a survey that I just I just couldn't get out of this out of my mind when I read it. A Gallup poll from back in 2013. So I know it's a little old, but it's still relevant because I don't think our culture has changed in this aspect that much since 2013, although lots of things have changed since 2013. This idea, I think, is still very prevalent. So 2013 found that 70% of people surveyed either hate their job or are completely disengaged from it, meaning they are unhappy with the very thing they have to do for at least 40 hours a week, and they're just miserable. They don't enjoy it. They don't feel fulfilled. They don't feel that sense of purpose. Life is short, right? We, we have a very short time here as in this existence, in this reality. And maybe we should reflect on why we are doing something that doesn't give us a sense of purpose for much of our short lives. Why are we doing things for someone else because someone else tells us to do them? That idea. And although I do think our culture has luckily found a, a movement through mindfulness, that people use stoicism, people use self-help, 
or just general more better understanding of mental health. I think people are becoming more aware of this idea, but I do think there's still, not, not that I do think, there is still millions of Americans stuck in this this drudgery of a loop, right? So bad faith, what is it? What is this concept? And why is it relevant? So bad faith, many of us join political groups, for example, holding the views of a said group while having a vile hatred of the other side. And why? Because it's the will of the group's leaders telling us, you must hate the other side. They're out to get us. We must stop them. And you know, you're just fighting someone else's war. Us falling in line with the words of those of which we admire. And, and I've done this too. I've become self-aware of this and now I'm working to be conscious of when this is happening to me and when I'm fighting someone else's battles that maybe they don't have the best interest at heart. Maybe they're blinded by their own ideology. Maybe their ideas aren't all well and good. So this idea of analyzing that, are we living in bad faith because of this? And I would say possibly. Because ask yourself, how many how many of those pledging allegiances to a particular political group actually understand that group's viewpoints and the viewpoints of the other side. So these these couple issues I've mentioned that we face in, in life daily is where we can bring in Satra's idea of living in bad faith. So let's start with a quote with him from him. From the very fact indeed that I am conscious of the motives which solicit my action, these motives are already transcendent objects for my consciousness. They are outside. In vain shall I seek to cling to them. I escape from them through my very existence. I am condemned to exist forever beyond my essence, beyond the effective and rational motives of my act. I am condemned to be free. So the idea of being condemned to be free, being thrown into existence, thrust into existence, thrust into the cosmos, and forced to suffer in anguish, right? That idea. So what, what does living in bad faith have to do with being condemned to be free, though? What, what is, where is that connection? So first, the traditional idea of faith is putting your trust in something, even though the evidence is not there, just believing without evidence. We all put faith in something a little bit, but I think, you know, some things have more evidence than others. At least I like to think that. But the idea of being condemned to be free is pointing out just how free we are with any choice you have in front of you there are many more possibilities that you actually have. We just fail to consider them. Thus, living in bad faith is when you live in denial of the amount of freedom you have. You live in denial of those choices and you don't want to accept this freedom that you hold. So according to Satra, when you live in bad faith, you are not living authentically. So denying our freedom is easier. We don't want to accept all the choices we hold, so instead we choose to not genuinely consider those choices. Why? Well, we are in a state of fear from them. We, we cease to consider our freedom because we are afraid to make the wrong choice. That freedom, that, that feeling of choice, that feeling of options, that feeling of making the wrong decision, we fear that feeling. So Satra helps put this into perspective, perspective by saying, It is therefore senseless to think of complaining since nothing foreign has decided what we feel, what we live, or what we are. So bad faith occurs when we lie to ourselves. Although this might prevent suffering in the short term, it's it's harmful to us over the long term. So living in bad faith allows us to put the blame elsewhere, place it in this nice little box where we can set it aside and go through life like a zombie not thinking about it, placing it deep into our minds to avoid the thought itself. We further the lie to ourselves by keeping it locked away in that box that we don't look at. 
We just place those those negative those negative ideas placed in that box. So for example, saying, I I have to do this job. I had to go back to school. I had to buy that new device I couldn't afford. But in every one of those decisions, we often fail to stop and consider all the possible choices we could have made instead of that decision. So we get this sense of of negative ecstasy when we realize the choices we have. We suppress this idea. We subconsciously forget and stop thinking about it. This worry of uncertainty about the choice we ought to make brings us an anxiety that we work to avoid. However, it leads us into a state of constant suffering over the long term, and we don't even realize why it's happening. We're in this suffering, we're in this denial of choice, and we, and we don't know what, what's going on, why we're doing it, but it's because we're not analyzing the box. We're not analyzing the block box we locked away deep into our mind. So living in bad faith keeps those negative thoughts out of our mind, disassociating ourselves from our actions, from our choices, putting the blame elsewhere. We take, we take the blame, we place it in the box. Although, as though you were forced to take that job you knew you would hate. And, and when I say this stuff, I know many of you might be thinking, well, society forces into that, society forces into choices, all that stuff. You're right. This is, that's, that's a very like possibility, likely possibility that we will consider in other episodes that's on the macro level. Today, we are looking at the micro level. What can we do as an individual to change our circumstances? And then once we kind of figure that out, then you can look to the macro as well. You can do both. But right now, we're looking at the micro level of you as an individual. So now, most of the time, we don't even realize we are living in bad faith. So thinking about this and being aware of this reality is helpful in itself. This idea of bad faith by Satra is not about setting a standard for what is a good life or what is a bad life. He's He's not, he's not making this objective moral claim of what you ought to do to live a good life. It's trying to force you to be aware of your lack of individual understanding of your own individual life. It's about determining if you are living in bad faith and then moving on from there. You determine the feeling of a f- fulfillment yourself. You determine how to change your bad faith into good faith. So if you want to be a plumber, for example, and... You just found love in unclogging toilets. You want to do it every day for the rest of your life. You have thought about it, internalized it, and you have considered all the options honestly. You can decide to be a plumber in good faith. And more power to you. You have found your passion, your passion of unclogging toilets. And I don't mean to be sarcastic by that, <laughs> in that by any means. Most people would not find passion in unclogging toilets. But if someone is out there that does... They can live in good faith. And why would I blame them for doing that? Why would I blame them for finding what they're passionate about, what they found purpose in, and what makes them happy, right? So if you accepted your freedom and actualized who you are meant to be, so the person that loves unclogging toilets, they can actualize their freedom, they can actualize who they are, and they can realize their choices and thus be living in good faith. So if you want to have a spouse, house, kids, and live the suburb life, right? If you have genuinely determined you want this, you can live in good faith and you are living in good faith and you've accepted your freedom. The important thing for Satra is understanding the reasons behind your actions. Happily put faith in what you do, then passionately act upon your choice. Now, the understanding of intention is important for 
for in kind of internalizing Satra's concept of acting in bad faith. So intentions don't matter for Satra, meaning that if you understand what you want in life, right, you've made these goals, you've pictured these values, you pictured where you are, what your life, what you, what your life, what you want your life to look like, the actions you want to take. But you always, but you always, in those actions, you, you, you make excuses for your future, your, for your failure to act. And then you're acting in bad faith. Your intentions to live the life you want doesn't matter. It's the actions you are taking to make the life you want that truly matters. So if you have this idea of what you want, this intent behind what you want, but you never act upon it, then you're living in bad faith. You're in denial of your freedom to act towards that intent. So now I thought of an example to kind of help paint this picture a little bit better. And I call this the opportunity friend. The opportunity friend is is someone I think we've all had at some point as a friend in our life. Young or old, wherever we are in life, we've always had this type of friend to some extent, right? So for example, if you have a friend that's always talking about their next great business idea they want you in on, and you have to act now, you have to invest now, because because pretty soon you're, the opportunity is going to be gone. They always express how this business idea will have them making it big. Maybe it's a, a MLM program that's basically covering up as a Ponzi scheme, that type of thing. Business idea, making it big, money, fast cars, and multiple properties. And they, they think that's the big selling point for you, and that's what you'll want. Yet that friend never seems to have anything planned out for their idea. And they always have another idea a month later. They always have an excuse for their previous business plan's shortcomings or why they didn't act upon it. Something happened. Something made them come up short every time. And something made them, you know, oh, you, you invested last time. Sorry, we lost that money. But this time, this time I'll have you, right? And always seem to have an excuse for not acting, right? But they, but they have the intention of acting. They have that intent, they have that idea they formulated, they have that vision for their life that they formulated for you and they're trying to sell you on. They're trying to sell you on your and on their vision. So their excuses for not acting is a denial of choice in the mind of Satra. The friend's intent didn't matter. Their intent to live the high life didn't matter. They are living in bad faith. If they were to take action, work toward that life they imagined, then they would be living in good faith. Even if they failed while acting, even if they tried their best, looked at all possible options, tried to make the best choices, they can still be acting in good faith. It's the failure to act and make excuses for inaction that is acting in bad faith. And then I have a more, I would say more personal for millions of Americans, and this is what I call the daily mundane. So let's try to create a more personal example, right? Facing, like I said, millions of humans on this planet. The nine to five office job. Imagine you have a job selling paper, just like on the office, where you live your life trying to sell this product. The office atmosphere is fragmenting your inner self. You constantly do the same mundane task daily, and you never really stop thinking about work. It's always on your mind. You just can't get it out of your head. Even when you leave, you're thinking about work. Your dread of coming into work the next day keeps your mind in a state of unease. You become consumed by work. But for Satra, if you, if you never question the mundane work lifestyle you hold, you never question the possibility of switching jobs. And then you're living in bad faith. Why? Because you are making excuses about why you have to do this job you do. You are denying the freedom to do something else, or at the very least, working toward something else. 
So only you could realize you were living in bad faith for Satra. And an extension of this problem is others around you can't truly know if you are living in bad faith. It's only you that can realize it. It has to be a reflective, reflective, self-reflective journey of understanding only you can make as an individual. Now, that's not to say that you can't seek help on that journey, but only you can realize when you fulfilled that journey. But why, but why do we fail to act? to change, to move on, to consider our choices, to accept our freedom. See, we're afraid of the despair of choosing as choice opens the possibility for the perception of failure. But we must remember the, op- the opportunity of choice is always right in front of us. There's always another choice to be made. Even if we fail, we, can't, we can learn from that failure, but we have to be on to the next one because there's another choice to be made from that failure. So the point for Satra is we should be aware of our acting in bad faith because denying freedom, not choosing to be aware of our personal meaning of life is a choice in itself. That choice is a freedom that many of us deny. So the, the takeaway here, what, why does this matter? How can we apply it to your life? What is, what is living in good faith actualized? So the idea is become present and aware of the choices you are making. Reflect on why you are at your job. What choices do you have from this understanding? You know, if you are miserable in your job, if you love your job, what choices can you make from an extension of that? Reflect on your relationships. Are they good? Do you feel good in them? Do you feel like uh, they're emotionally uplifting? They're emotionally fulfilling, challenging in some way? Or are they poor? Are they a dead end, going nowhere fast? What choices do you have after understanding them? So reflect on your goals, your values, and perception of meaning, your perception of life, your worldview, your politics, your philosophy of life. What choices do you have after understanding those? Or do you want to challenge them? Should you pursue more knowledge? Should you you continue listening to this podcast? But what are the results of living in good faith? Well, it doesn't doesn't come without consequence. I won't... won't, uh, lie to you in that regard. So once we stop acting, and 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 I and as I went through this episode, I'm not pretending like I'm always living in good faith. I think the journey into living in good faith is always recollecting and, and thinking about if you're living in bad faith. You're always challenging yourself to stop living in bad faith, to look to good faith. Because I don't know if it's necessarily black and white. You never really truly know, but you can be like, okay, I feel like this is living in bad faith. And you move it towards I feel like this is living in good faith. It's not to say that maybe you actually are, but I feel like you want to at least try to challenge yourself to get to that feeling of it. So in turn towards the good. So we face, so where are the consequences? So we face the reality of our own personal kind of existential crisis when we face the bad faith. However, the happiness, personal awareness, and the understanding of our choices on the other end is something we're striving for. At least that's what I believe. So once we face a period of questioning our perception of common sense, asking, why did I buy this house? Why did I get married so young? Why didn't I wait to have kids? And why did I I need to take that job? You first realize that ultimate responsibility is to ourselves and not understand you hold the power of choice. So this brought me closer to a kind of state of inner peace that you made all those choices. Maybe you don't like some of the choices you made, but then you realize that whole time it was my personal responsibility to make those choices. But guess what? There's 
thousands upon thousands of more choices I face tomorrow and the next day and the week after that and the year after that and the years after that. All those choices can lead and those analyzing those choices, analyzing that choice, analyzing that freedom can lead to a better state of being. So the decider for what is best for you is not the social world influenced by the projections of others, influenced by the the realities in the world and the pers- and the ideas and the beliefs of others, it's you that chooses that. Those getting that expensive house, those cars, and marrying into their dead-end relationship, could these people be living in bad faith? And if, they, if you say yes, why would you want to reflect, or not reflect, but live in their projection, live in what they believe, live in what they've chosen? So then you ask yourself, what... What could change for them if they accepted their freedom, reflected on their choices, and began living in good faith? So living in good faith can give us a better understanding of our lives, death, and our finite existence. This acceptance of freedom will allow us to choose more consciously about how we spend our time, what we prioritize, and the people we choose to develop relationships with. So we have many choices to face every day. And some level of regret is unavoidable. I regret certain choices I make all the time. Procrastinating, for example, you know, you, and when you're doing the procrastinating, you're not really regretting it. You're kind of enjoying it. But then after, and this is just a small example, but then after when you feel rushed on your work, you're like, why, why did I do that? Why, why did I make that choice? And then hopefully that reflecting on that choice will maybe make you think of, maybe I shouldn't procrastinate the last time, next time. Not saying I'm doing a great job of that, but still. It's, it's a work in progress, and that's, that's at least a step in the right direction, I feel like. So denying choice, though, is to deny reality. We are forced to decide, and that's inevitable. But remember, some level of uncertainty is certain. Embrace it. Learn from it. Recognize it. Be with it. And then move on to the next choice. Plot your course, your own course. One reality all of humanity faces is choice. So go out and enjoy being part of the human condition. So that concludes the main content for today. So some announcements. So after this past holiday break, I'm getting back into this. And one realization I've had is I'm considering a new approach to discussions of God. So I want to be more open to those of faith. Some of my previous content, I feel like deters people that lean more towards a spirituality idea. And I like to think I'm trying to be a spiritual person in some sense. Uh, Although I don't have the Christian faith, or a traditional religious faith by any means, or necessarily even like a traditional belief in God. Um, I want to be open to various ideas and borrow ideas even from religion, various sectors of spirituality. And to start doing that, I need to realize I need to be less arrogant about traditional religious. So I'm still going to, I don't want to say attack, I'm still going to address them, but... I'm going to try to do it in a more open-minded manner to be more inviting to them. So, for example, like my problems with Christianity, I feel like that wasn't a very combative. That was just my personal experience of why I left and it was seeking different options in that regard. Uh, But like stuff like um, kind of the traditional new atheist content saying like, oh, religion is stupid, that type of stuff I'm never going to do. And I know I haven't really done that to... But like I've gotten in debates and stuff on YouTube and whatnot that have pushed me to that area and those fan bases and audiences. And I don't really want to be there. That's not who I want to be. That's not 
where I want the show to go. So I'm kind of trying to be conscious of that. And me telling you about it is my way of preventing myself from going down that road. So, yeah. And although I believe Christianity relies on more assumptions than, say, atheism, I think atheism relies on a lot of assumptions that they kind of arrogantly and passionately follow. And we will be getting into some of those in future episodes. Uh, and especially when I introduce panpsychism, not saying I'm a panpsychist, I don't really say I'm anything. Uh, I'm just curious is what I like to call myself. But I find that idea interesting and it kind of analyzes what we actually don't know about this grand universe. So I want to analyze these ideas with a more open mind. So expect a change of approach in the near future with certain styles of content. So as always, though, thanks for listening. Check out the links below, the Discord, email, all that stuff. You can get a hold of me and recommend stuff. And yeah, as always, thanks for listening. Peace.